This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You know, when it comes to raising kids, one of the best things that we can do for them is have a healthy relationship with each other, with them. Uh, That is so critical to their upbringing. And that is why the Canadian Pediatric Society is now advising pediatricians and family physicians to do more to help parents cope with those inevitable challenges that come with raising kids. They're trying to put an emphasis on something called positive parenting. And that means moving away from, you know, punishment and consequences and more towards empathy and communication, but that's all well and good. What does that actually mean? How are parents supposed to put that into action? That's what we're going to talk about now with the help of our guest, Dr. Andrea Feller, who's a member of the Canadian Pediatric Society's Early Years Task Force. Dr. Feller, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Simi. How long have you been looking at this issue? You know, the Canadian Pediatric Society has had statements in the past talking about positive discipline or talking about some of these issues, but this is really the first time that the CPS has come out and said actively, this is something that all primary care providers really need to talk about with families. And to your point about timing and and how long have we uh, been looking at this, I think over time we've seen a real shift. And so as primary care providers, I think sometimes we were nervous to talk about these things. We thought it would add to blame or guilt uh, or even judgment of somebody's cultural values or, or beliefs. But at the same time, we've really found that parents are coming to us with this. They carry these worries. They carry these concerns about their parenting. And it finally reached that point where the evidence in terms of the positive parenting approach really matched that readiness, where families across Canada are saying, I need help with this. You need to help me. Okay, so what does that mean then when, it, when you say positive parenting? What do we really mean? That's right. And, you know, I noticed, uh, you, I think you gave a great description. I would say that uh, one thing I would amend there is there's still consequences. There's still results for behavior. And I, I think something uh, we might struggle with as parents is that we know we're not supposed to yell. We're not supposed to hit. We're supposed to have that connected, empathetic approach that you de- you described so beautifully. Um, and then we have to allow those results to happen, uh, but just not as punishment. So positive parenting itself, it's really it's a set of principles about how to behave. It really looks at the behavior as the issue and helping teach the child in an age-appropriate way about that behavior, where I think a lot of us perhaps were raised, you know, through nobody's fault, that we focused on the child, we were focused on as what was bad or what was the problem. And so it's just a small shift around focusing on the behavior. And it also focuses on the parent's own approach. So, you know, like I mentioned about yelling and hitting and those sorts of things from the parent, um, often when I ask families, well, who helped you when you were a child? Who helped you deal with your emotions or cope with your emotions? Um, and I often get, you know, a big-eyed look and, you know, let's not talk about that because yeah. we didn't talk about it in my family. Um, and here now we're saying to parents, okay, yelling, hitting, all those things are really not helpful. They don't teach anybody anything, especially children. Go at it. And they're saying, well, how do I teach them about emotional self-control if nobody taught me? So the second part of it really is that parent's own approach. Are they led by their own triggers? Um, or are they able to be able to be in a place of teaching 
and coaching and connection, which is kind of that holy grail uh, that that positive parenting is all about. That's what I was wondering, too. Like, I think parents would love to do these things, but quite often we're so tired, right? At the end of the day, we're busy or we we have so much else going on. They want to be the best parents they can be, but it's hard. Right. Right. And you know what? And again, I think that's what gave us pause for a while is, gosh, parents don't need any any more guilt. So many of us ourselves are parents. So many of us, you know, we're working two jobs, us and our spouse or partner or grandma's there or whatever it is. And we come home and we're just exhausted. So here, here's here's the uh, iPad. Leave me alone. You know, and I love you or whatever. Um, and, and I think that parents, uh, just like you said, there's so much information out there in mainstream about what our children do need to thrive. And our parents, I find they're ready to hear this. You know, I, I have these conversations and I say, you know what, it's not your fault at all. You were all in the same boat, but now it's your responsibility. And I'm going to help you with this. Just like you were saying to me, I'm going to help you figure out when I come home yeah. and man, I, you know, I, I need the butler to rub my feet. Like, you know, where, where is that? I <laughs> Where's feel, the butler? Yes. Where's <laughs> the fantasy world, right? You know, that none of us have. Um, but we, we relate to it and to be able to say, you know what, I get it, and here's some things that you can actually do, because parenting is the single most modifiable factor out there that can help kids. And and we're not asking for, you know, to climb Mount Everest overnight. Small changes make a big difference, and then they compound. And then the most gratifying thing is when we do this work with families, they turn around and they say, I'm enjoying being a parent again. You know, I don't have that guilt like I had before. I have that connection. So they know inherently that they want to strive for it. And it's not even so much that we're pushing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're really asking for it. What kind of difference? You, you said that it can, even the smallest thing can make a difference. What kind of difference can we see in children if their parents are able to practice more of this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I don't want to add to anybody's guilt for sure. So this is just a general statement and not about yes. anybody's, uh, you know, anybody particular uh, for their children. But we actually find that children are better behaved. Um, we find that they are uh, more compliant. Children are naturally set up to develop in a way where they belong, and they are ready to please their parents and please their family. It might not seem that way, you know, with some of their behaviors. So when we start changing that game and, uh, you know, and having that kind but firm approach, eventually, sometimes there's some acting out at first, but eventually then they start to walk a little taller and say, I am part of this family and this is how we are in this family and we're all in it together, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense too. Then it's also, it's just learning, right? For a lot of parents, sometimes it's just, it takes time for these these ideas to take hold. Absolutely. It's it's really, it's a mindset shift, but um, we are, we our own brains are plastic. So our children, much more than us, uh, they are they are wired to learn right now, um, but we can also learn too. And practice makes permanent is something I always say. So um, I also say it's kind of a present. So when your child is staring you down in that moment when oh. you know you, you just want to do something unspeakable, that's actually a moment where your brain is ready to learn and change and make it easier for yourself to behave differently next time. Okay, so is that the moment that the parent has to recognize then? And maybe it's not about, this is not about the discipline, but it is about maybe raising your voice too high or yelling. That's right. That's right. Those are some of the small changes to recognize, okay, can I manage myself? Kids know. They will see right through any of us. Can I manage myself to actually convey connection, but that I'm in control? 
Or if I open my mouth, you know, am I going to be at 100 decibels? And in that moment, there's always time to walk away. No matter what's going on, as long as your child is safe, there's always time to shift that dynamic, decide not to engage. And I even say there's times I've yelled down the hallway, I'm too angry right now, I need to calm down. Or I'm too angry right now, I need to take deep breaths. But it's exactly what you said, it's giving the permission uh, because parents feel so much guilt, I think, oh, they and they do. hear themselves saying it, giving them permission to say, yes, you are going to be tempted to do that. It doesn't mean anything bad about you at all. And let's work on what you can do. Can you take a deep breath? Can you walk away? Or are you able to calm it down and say, okay, honey, you're upset. I can work with you on this. You know, mama's here. Grandma's here. We're good. Let's see how it goes. Dr. Feller, That's thank you so right. much for talking to us about this. Thank you, Simi. Take care. Appreciate that. That's Dr. Andrea Feller, who's a member of the Canadian Pediatric Society's Early Years Task Force.